Welcome to the Colonial Church STA podcast. The vision of Colonial Church is to build an exciting, vibrant, Bible-based church right here in the heart of St. Augustine, Florida. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. If you have your Bibles tonight, um, we are going to read out of two main passages tonight. So I'm going to have you uh, put a marker in Matthew chapter 8. So you can find your way there, and uh, we're going to be reading that one first, and then a marker in Mark chapter 6. So Matthew chapter 8, and Mark chapter 6. And these two passages, they're really interesting, and and I love them, but they both have to do with faith. But there's uh, a big difference between the two passages, and you'll see that in just a moment. So we're going to start in Matthew chapter 8, and if you're still finding your place, um, we'll have it on the screen for you as well, and I'll read it for us. So starting in verse 5, when he had entered Capernaum, a centurion came forward to him and appealing to him, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at him, suffering terribly. And he said to him, I will come and heal him. So this is the centurion talking to Jesus. Verse 8, but the centurion replied, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only say the word and my servant will be healed. For I too am a man under authority with soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And my servant, do this, and he does it. Verse 10, when Jesus heard this, he marveled. Everyone say marveled. And said to those who followed him, truly I tell you that no one in Israel have I found such faith. Amazing. So let's read Mark chapter 6. Let's jump over to that real quick. Mark chapter 6, starting in verse 1. This is Jesus going to his hometown. He went away from there and came to his hometown. And his disciples followed him. And on the Sabbath, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many who heard him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? What is the wisdom given to him? How are such mighty works done by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James, and Joseph, and Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Verse 4, And Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his hometown and among his relatives and in his own household. And he could not do, and he could do no mighty work there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed him and marveled because of their unbelief. And he went about among the villages teaching. Let's pray together. Jesus, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for the power of your word and all that it holds true in our lives. I thank you that you are actually in control, Lord, of our 2018. And from the start of this year, we choose faith over fear. We choose faith. We speak faith into this year. We thank you that your word is alive and breathing and that it is a roadmap for our lives. We pray that you would bless this time. And all of God's people said, amen, amen. I'm sure some of you guys noticed the second passage we read 
We read that in church, if you were there with us this past Sunday. And if anything, I was encouraged by the fact that we read it this, this past Sunday as I was preparing this message, because that just shows that the Holy Spirit is working. And I feel like there was a reason why he wanted us to touch on this passage again, to marinate on it. But I'm excited for tonight. And if you're, if you're taking notes tonight, I really would love for you to write down this title. I want to preach a message entitled, A New Year with New Faith. A New Year with New Faith. New level of faith for 2019. I'm believing God is going to bring us all to a new level of faith this year. Is anybody with me? Amen. Well, at first glance, when we look at these two passages, it's really interesting to me. There's a, there's a huge contrast, right? One passage is full of faith, and one is full of unbelief, right? And we read Matthew 8 in the centurion. He's full of faith. And when Jesus goes to his hometown, he's marveled or astonished in the worst way possible by their unbelief. They didn't think, they were, they were so caught up on who Jesus used to be, who, what their mindset was on who they saw when he was younger. These people knew him before he started his ministry. So when we look at that passage, Mark 6, he, he was around those people when he was growing up. And they're like, who's this new Jesus? He's going he's gonna to bring about a miracle? And they were skeptical, right? And you see that in the passage. They were full of unbelief. And Jesus could not do any mighty work. He healed a couple people, which is amazing, and just that sounds like our Savior. He's just too good to not do anything. So he did a little bit, which is amazing, but he couldn't do any mighty work in that place because of their unbelief. And you know what's sad is those people in his hometown never knew what they missed out on which could have been a a miraculous move of God. And I never want us to miss out on a move from God. I don't want us to ever struggle with the, the, the fight of having a lack of faith and then potentially missing out on a miraculous miracle, a God move in this place. So if anything, we can learn from that. But with the centurion, it's a different story. We see a commander of the Roman army, which most likely during this time, he would probably have been overseeing 100 soldiers. So he has, he's highly ranked. He has authority. He's well-respected by others. And even after all of that, even after communicating that to Jesus, he said, but only say the word, Lord, and my servant will be healed. But he was saying, Jesus, you don't even have to be in the general faci- fis- like area of my servant in order for him to receive healing. You could just speak it, and it'll, it'll happen. And the amount of faith that this centurion had, Jesus marveled at in a good way. And I think it's beautiful. I think that's such a beautiful story. That he was saying you don't need to be in the room. You don't even need to be in that environment where, where my servant is lying paralyzed, you could just speak it and bring healing. 
And I want us to have that kind of faith that God marvels at. Is any, anyone else with me? I want him to be able to marvel at our faith, not, not our unbelief in him. It's interesting that both of these passages involve that word marvel or astonished. And it, and it comes from that Greek word, thamazo, which directly translates to wonder by implication or admire, in, in ad- admiration or, or wonder. So the same word for both of those stories, but one's in a positive way, one's in a negative way. I want ours to be from the positive way tonight. But when it comes to our faith, I want our generation to be able to have faith that God marvels at. And I was really encouraged. Um, this past weekend was amazing, but even the weekend before that, if you guys were around, we had a guest speaker from the UK come in, Pastor John Norman. It was amazing. He did such an amazing job of bringing a message about hope. And my mother was in that service, and my, I always look up to my mother. She is the most positive person I've ever met in my life. But she's just so faithful, just naturally. And you could just tell that she just trusts God effortlessly. And it's beautiful to even be around. And I find out later on, after she listened to the message, especially the, the part where John was talking about single people, that really hit home for my mother because my mother has been divorced for about 20 years now and she she wants to be married again which is amazing and I'm believing alongside her but when Pastor John Norman talked about buying a picture frame like a couple's picture frame does anyone remember that and like you have your photo in one and then you have the next one is empty but you're just going to have it out and about in your house and you're just going to believe that you know your husband or wife is just coming they're on the way and i love that i love that faith and he he told people in that message like you need to go do that if you're signal you need to go do that and just believe that that god is going to provide and mallory asked my mom hey are you going to go like go to hobby lobby and get a picture frame like you should and she was she like didn't even she didn't even flinch she said no i'm going to make a table setting for my husband which is amazing a table setting so she has she has a table setting for her future husband like that's faith can i just say that that's faith and yes i'm her son and i i'm just encouraged by that naturally because it's my mom. She's the best. She's the bomb. But to anyone, that would build someone's faith, right? And I just want us to remember that you can actually believe that something's going to come about without seeing it in front of your face. You can believe alongside God before it happens. You can thank him ahead of time. And that's what my mom's doing. And it all goes back to Hebrews chapter 11. And the Amplified, I love it in this translation, says, Now faith is the assurance, title, deed, confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality. So listen to this part. Faith comprehends 
as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. I love that. I love the way that that's written. But even then, my mom doesn't physically see someone present sitting next to her yet, but she's got faith for it. Let's have faith for more in 2019. Let's believe for more. But as we're, as we're thinking about this whole idea, having new faith for the year, I wanted to give us a couple handles to write down that we can, that we can really just apply for this year. You ready for them? So the first one, if you're taking notes, it's straightforward, but be rooted in the word of truth. Be rooted in the word of truth. You know, I was, I was reading um, uh, an article online, and it was with Lifeway. said 80% of churchgoers don't read their Bible daily. And that irked me, you know? That bothered me. And I don't want that to be the case for our generation and the generation under us. Do you hear me tonight? I, I want us to be rooted in the word, in it daily, relying on it every day, reading something, anything, because this is literally the blueprints for our lives. And if you're having trouble with faith, can I encourage you, read some, <laughs> read some people in, in this book that had faith. It'll build your faith. But God, whenever we just read his word, our faith is strengthened because we're spending more time with him. So let's just get in the word. Let's get in the word. Romans chapter 10, verse 17, it says, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. How amazing is that? Some of y'all are wondering how to obtain a deeper faith. Let's just read it out loud. Read the Bible out loud. If you're struggling with something internally, Listen to me tonight. If you're thinking of negative thoughts that are not from God, just start reading his word out loud because it's impossible to confess something out loud and think of something different than what you're confessing. So you confess, you, you, you change your confession, you speak faith, and you, you're not, no longer going to be thinking about what's bringing you down currently because you're all, all you're going to be focused on is what you're speaking out. So it's difficult to, to confess faith through your mouth out loud and think of something opposite. So if you're struggling, just start reading the word out loud in your room. If you're, if you're struggling, if you're at home by yourself and you're struggling, get around other people, but also just read the word out loud. I promise you it'll help. Promise. He will meet you where you're at. He really will. So let's read it out loud. Faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So let's be rooted in the word of truth. And secondly tonight, trust in God with good company. Trust in God with good company. Be surrounded by people that will inspire you to move closer to God, to grow in your faith, to have more faith. It's always good to ask yourself, am I surrounding myself with the right people? That's, 
If that's one thing I would love for you to hear tonight, it'd be that. Who you surround yourself with will determine your future. Not saying that you can't be a witness to people, but if you find that group of people is pressuring you to be someone that you're not, the influence has changed. Does that make sense? The influence has changed. If you're no longer being a light, then maybe you should step back and change your circle of friends. Doesn't mean that you just give up on those people. You can still love them where they're at, but you need to get well too. You need to build your faith so it's strong enough so you can be a witness. But we have to be very careful of who we spend our time around. If, for example, if, if someone in your life is sowing bad seed, then you need to change your circle of friends. If they're not pushing you closer to God, pl- closer to growing in your faith, then there needs to be a shift. And is it okay if I'm pastoral tonight? Is that all right? So I think that in life that we always have to be on guard because the enemy wants to wreak havoc with our trust in God. He, he wants to wreak havoc with that, that trust that we have in God. And he will try to do that through fear, doubt, anxiety, and unbelief. That's where the enemy thrives because those things aren't from God, right? They're not from God. And fear feeds a spirit of unbelief. Those thoughts of what will happen if God doesn't show up, it could be anything like that. Just being fearful, having anxiety all the time, that's that feeling, those feelings are not from God. Every good and perfect thing is from God. I'm convinced that fear, doubt, anxiety, and unbelief, they're all relatives in a way. They're, they're in the same family. They're not good, and therefore they're not from God. But let's surround ourselves with people that are faith-filled. Let's get in the word more. Let's, let's be in a community that will, will cause us to grow in our relationship with Jesus. I want Jesus to marvel at the level of our faith. At the level of our faith. Not, not by a spirit of unbelief, but a spirit of just having faith. I want to have faith like the centurion. I want to have faith like the centurion and, and just say, say the word, God, and it will happen. I have that much faith. I don't need to make sure that all of my, my senses are activated to, to know that I can trust you. Like, I might not see it right now, but I'm going to trust you, no matter what. I want to prophesy over this generation of Jesus followers, and that is, I'm believing that people are going to be astonished by the level of faith that we have in Jesus, but I'm believing that this generation is actually going to reach so many people for the kingdom of God. But you just have to step out in faith, one step at a time. And it's scary. Can I, can I say it's, it, it feels risky to step out? Anything that's un, uncertain, whenever you're stepping out in new waters, it's going to feel unsteady. It's, you're going to feel 
unsure at first, but we can hold fast to the one thing that never leaves us or forsakes us. That's Jesus. Anyone believe that in this place? Jesus is there through the whole process, and we can trust him. But I'm believing this generation is going to be a light, a light like the lighthouse in this city, on your campus, at Flagler, at USA, at St. John's. If there's anyone from St. John's, that's amazing. Holler at you. But like, I think wherever you're at, it doesn't matter where you are. Just be a light and, and just trust God through it. Be faithful. He will speak through you in those conversations. You don't have to worry about trying to get everything right. God will speak for you in those conversations. You just have to be obedient. Amen? Well, tonight, as the band comes up, I just want us to really just remember to hold fast to our faith. For this year, from the top, let's be consistent with trust in Jesus. I wonder what would happen if we just made that decision. We made the decision to lean into God more than we did last year. If we made the decision to just raise our faith level. Because the truth is tonight that he is still the God of miracles. He is still the author of faith. He's still in control. He's still in control, and he's guiding us through this life. We don't have to dabble in, in our doubts or, or be in fear because God is with us. We can have faith, and we can choose that. Well, we hope you got something out of that message. We would really love to connect with you. Why not join us at church on Sundays or connect with us at Colonial Church? Dot life. We would also love it if you could hit the subscribe button, maybe leave a comment for us or a review to really help us move the ministry of Colonial forward. In Jesus' name, God bless you.